but very simple. Just take the two words in English, non is not, and duality is two. So there was a famous uh, Zen treatise called Faith Mind. It's, it's translated many different ways. I like the Richard Clark translation. It's all over the internet, it's quite nice. It's only a couple of pages where basically he goes through a lot of things, which is, you know, uh, you don't have to find the truth, just stop cherishing your own opinions and shit like this. Yeah, and it has a certain flavor of, you can't use activity to produce stillness, that would be activity, yeah. And so basically at the end, he just goes, not to, basically. So, so that's the whole premise and direction of these talks is the not two. He doesn't proclaim one, yeah? He, he proclaims not two. That's quite interesting because you would think they would proclaim one, but no, not two. That's the, that's that feeling of negation that has just worked with me. So exactly, not two. So first, you don't start out not to first you start seeing what two is yeah you start seeing how the head has there's actions and reactions there's yes and no there's connected there's disconnected there's high tide low tide there seems to be a movement of some force that goes one way and then the other way yes some maybe have long a, a longer arc yeah and some may have less ones, but if you see it, there's these movements. And so if you look at the action figure, uh, Paul, like there's a, there's an echo. Yeah. So there's a, for a lot of time, there was a lot of addiction going on and then it swung over to recovery. Now was Paul addicted and now Paul is in recovery? No, there was addiction and recovery. And then there was the, Paul was added on to the story. Yeah, this is the basis of traveling lighter. It's not Paul's travels lighter. There's a traveling lighter seemingly as Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want, you know, and really, when you get out, you know, when your head comes out of the stars, really, what more do you want? Yeah. yeah. If, if you felt that experiences were going to be drawn out in time and this was going to be called living then it would be wonderful to have a, a possibility that's not reliant on you but is reliant on itself that would allow a traveling lighter yeah through whatever life has in store for the action figure it doesn't say it's going to get great it doesn't say it's going to get bad because great and bad are relative, yes? It's how you're seeing it. But it does allow you to travel through whatever's going to appear, yeah? And I've been in that little uh, event, an experiential, experiential observation in time, and I come to a conclusion, traveling lighter, yeah? And uh, really, what more do you want, actually? So... Uh, the non-duality is just a negation starting based on the assumption that being ourselves reality. Yeah, as Ramana Maharshi put it, being ourselves reality, the greatest mystery is reality, 
wanting to attain reality. Yeah. So what the non-duality does, it explains that mystery. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It shows it shows us what we're not. And in seeing what we're not, there's a sense of finding out what we are. It's not as if it was newly discovered or it comes to pass just at that moment, but you can express it as a finding out what you are. And in finding out what you are through seeing what you're not, that's basically the way it goes. Yeah. It's a negation and it doesn't turn into an affirmation because what's doing, what's the, where the negation is coming from is the affirmation. Yeah. It is the being. It is this, it is whatever, yeah? So there's no need for you to affirm anything. All there's a need is that you that feels it needs to affirm everything being negated, yeah? So you see you're not that you that needs to affirm everything. And then maybe there's just affirming, yes? Yeah, maybe you are what you're looking for. Maybe the seeker is the sort, yeah? Maybe what's looking is what you're looking for. Maybe being ourselves reality. Yeah. You can't arrive at where you already are, but in a weird way, it feels like an arrival because you see what you're not. And in seeing what you're not, that's what you are really. And uh, that's the beauty of the message. It's a negation. It's a negation of what's assumed to be true from the point of truth. Yeah. Being ourselves reality. And then you recognize so much stuff, man. Like there's a statement in recovery fear, an acronym F E A R false evidence appearing real. (coughs) Now on one level, people believe, they're witnessing false evidence and sometimes it appears real and sometimes it doesn't in their head, but really they're starting from false evidence (laughs) appearing real, which is the idea of being a long lasting independent separate thing that's false evidence. (laughs) And it's appearing to us to be real and therefore how are you going to have discrimination about what's passing over the screen when you're not clear about the screen. <laughs> I mean, I don't see. Yeah. <laughs> I've met a lot of people who are super clear, but they're not clear about this idea. They're not. And you know what? Their super clarity isn't attractive to me. Yeah. But to be clear about this, you need you lose the interest in being clear about a lot of other stuff, really. <laughs> get dumbed down literally i swear <laughs> i don't think a th- i don't think a profound thought went through this head today <laughs> I, I don't know i don't remember one <laughs> yeah so uh I have faith in satsang, seriously. Since I was at satsang, I've never done anything else. Yeah. 
I didn't go to like a spiritual weight room and lift. I didn't do anything. I just heard what was being offered. It landed and, uh, you know, the chips fell where they were, where they were going to fall. And that urge or need or drive for liberation, I was relieved of, you know, I wasn't, but there was relieving of it. And I really found the great liberation is based on being liberated from the need to be liberated. Yeah, it's just that simple. And what really occurs is a loss of interest, which is incredible. Yeah. There's a loss of interest in what you are as a topic that what you're not is interested in and studying. Yeah. There's a loss of interest in that. And then what seems so far away is right underneath your nose. Yeah. Yeah. All these arrivals always are greeted, not with that lay they give in Hawaii, but with the with the profound understanding on having never left. <laughs> that's what that's what you get when you arrive back to where you never left is on having never left. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some stuff. If you want to become a superhuman, I mean, some of my friends have that drive. They take some incredible shit they're making, you know, like pills and stuff. I think they had a movie on it called Limitless, where there's these ways of trying to fucking, I don't know what, put your head, your brain on steroids, and you're going <laughs> to... You know what I mean? You can study longer or something. You know what I mean? Oh, maybe levitate four inches. <laughs> what the, where do I have a need to levitate any part of any day? Yeah. Where does it, where do I run into a moment? I really wish I could levitate right now. <laughs> Traveling lighter has so much more value. <laughs> Seriously. You know, every superpower that you could acquire is going to have unintended consequences. Yes. All these CDs, all these things. People wish for Kundalini. If you ever had a Kundalini event, that's a crazy idea. The last thing you want to wish for is Kundalini. <laughs> it can kill you. It can kill the physical body. It can blow your fucking heart up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, to me, this is uh. I don't know. Something's in there, Mike. But yeah, if anyone has any shares or questions, I'm fine. If you want to understand, understand selfing. It's there to be understood. Yeah, understand selfing in time. Because selfing comes after conscious contact. Yeah. So that's so that the the life that we're in that we believe we're having isn't initiated by us. It's be, it's by conscious contact. Yes. Which would which would seemingly be more of us, the conscious contact or the story of Paul that came after? Yeah. Was the story of Paul necessary? They've shown it in research. A kid sometimes doesn't know that there's even a mother for 12 months or something. They don't see anything of other or you. Yeah. And yet they're completely there, aren't they? 
So the idea of Paul is non-essential, yet when it's obsessed over, it becomes the most essential aspect at the expense of everything else, yeah? And so there's that quick or slow movement from life is happening to life is happening to me. It's switch where the living becomes underemphasized and the interpretation becomes overemphasized. Yeah. They can't both be emphasized. As Jesus said, you can't have two masters at the same time. And in duality, when one side grows, the other side weakens. That's the way it moves. Yes. Or at the Course of Miracles says beautifully, this firm in faith is not saying you are firm in faith, but firm in faith in this something else that has been made to be yourself is the act of denial of what you are. That's selfing. That's what's going on in the head. Yeah? The head is constantly talking as if you're already a long-lasting, independent, separate thing. It's not even giving you a chance to call off the journey because you're you're already the destination. Yeah. You are Paul. You were Paul. You will be Paul. So the possibilities only seem one way, which is I've got to get out of Paul to get some freaking relief. But the true the true freedom from bondage is before. It's you're not in Paul. Yeah. That's where the freedom lies. It's the, the freedom is before, not after. So satsang has worked. I went to satsang. I remember the one time the guy came from a Zen lineage and uh, he said he started saying a famous Zen thing, which is, I'm a man standing by the river selling water. Yeah. So that got my head moving like a dog, you know, like, what? You know, it's like this. And then he started laughing. He says, I'm a man standing in the river selling water. And then I walked out. I never went to a satsang again. Yeah, that was it. (laughs) In other words, I'm completely drenched thinking I'm dry, therefore I have this huge drive to get water when I'm totally drenched. This is the statement that folds on itself throughout non-duality. Throughout the invitation of non-duality, that's what folds in on itself. Exactly that. When you arrive, it tells you on having never left. The seeker is the sort, not the seeker and the sort. Yeah, what's looking is what you're looking for, not what's looking after it goes through 50 fucking sets of Herculean tests can be what you're looking for. No, what's looking. And yet when someone hears that, they go like this. They trying to see what's looking. <laughs> That's what's looking. The what's looking is be, is being directed by the mental state to look for what's looking. Don't you see it? The what's looking is being used by the mental state to look for what's looking and it can never find it because it takes no time to be what you are. You can't see it in time. So this is why it's a negation of that who's that the who that is looking, which is directing the what's looking is seen as not to be you. There's a loss of interest in that. 
and then there's an interest in what's looking. Yes? That's the presence. Presence to me is just undirected interest and attention. That's all. And it, when it sits, it's presence. Yeah. Now the presence has been co-opted. When you feel I am, it's it's branded with Paul. Yes. So are you going to try to let's take the I out of it and the M out of it? No, the Paul is just hanging by a fucking thread. It's got to get reinforced all day. It's got to be assumed, implied, uh, pontificated over, obsessed. Yeah. If there's just a modicum of loss of interest, the seeming eternal knot will be loosened like that. Then there'll be I am, and then there'll be a huge gulf, and then Paul. <laughs> or actually, Pauling, really. <laughs> So come the satsang. There's a lot of power in this trend, this whole thing. I'm telling you. I only suggest what I went through myself. When I went to satsang, the value of satsang. <laughs> well, I could just I could destroy my whole business plan was <laughs> not to go to satsang. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we try to have some humor and give you something to come back for. <laughs> you already, you are. <laughs> so, yeah. I hope it helps tonight or whatever. Can you hear the chimes? Yeah. Ah, good. It costs me, I have to rent the wind machine every Wednesday night to blow the chimes. I, I can't rely on nature. I got to have the wind machine. <laughs> so, hey, yes. If you want to know the mental state, main movement is the claim. That's what it does. Yeah. So conscious contact, if you want to call it that, let's say consciousness is dreaming, it dreams appearances, and then it comes in contact with those appearances. Yeah. Unfortunately, usually, there's one appearance that it comes contact with the other appearances that it thinks that it there's a belief or a sense of trance that it's that thing that that dreamt. Yes. So now it's Paul that's the one who's conscious and in contact, but it's consciousness in contact. Yeah, consciousness in contact, something gets noticed. As soon as there's a noticing of it, the mental state rushes in, claims it and says that verb indicates and verifies noun. Yeah, this is the dualism of the subject object situation. Yeah, so. The claiming of the verbing implies a noun, and now the noun comes after the verb, but it's presupposed to be before the verb. And now you have pride, guilt, and shame based on all the shit you think you did, which you had nothing to do with. 
<laughs> and then you dream as that not to have guilt and shame. <laughs> that which is programmed out of guilt and shame cannot escape guilt and shame. You see, you're not that one. You're not the doer of that which guilt and shame has grown out of. The doing that allowed that harvest of guilt and shame will continue. You're not the doer of it. That's all. Yes? The action figure, as Ramana Maharshi says it beautifully, they had a question about, uh, of course, it was about self-will and predetermination. Yeah? Everyone wants to know what's God's will, what's self's will. And so he said, listen, as long as there's a sense of individuality, there's going to be a sense of free will. It didn't say there's going to be free will. There's going to be a sense of free will. So if you're going to waste time trying to convince the action figure, it, <laughs> it doesn't have free will. Good luck, because as soon as it leaves the seminar, and goes to Baskin and Robbins and thought it was thinking about getting a mocha and then it, it buys a strawberry, it's just blown the two-week seminar out of the water. Because <laughs> it, it strengthened that sense of free will. So the whole point is the sense of free will is a companion piece. It comes with the sense of individuality. And the sense of individuality is presented as the first. So if you want to get relief from the second, get relief from the first, yes? Instead of being individual who ha doesn't have free will, don't be an individual and you'll lose interest in having free will or not. <laughs> Seriously, you won't care. <laughs> Seriously, you won't care about it. You won't. You won't think, you will not believe that that's the linchpin of everything. The idea of free will is not the linchpin of everything. The linchpin of everything is the sense of individuality. Yeah? The free will is like hiding the forest by, you know, identifying and studying trees. Is there doing? Yes. Is there a doer? Yeah. Do events happen? Yes. Are deeds done? Yes. But as Lord Buddha said, there's no individual doer thereof. What? How can there be a deed without an individual doer? <laughs> Quite easily. There's been a lot of deeds without an individual doer. <laughs> you mean actions can happen? Without someone doing them, they've been doing it for a long time. <laughs> it's not like they were doing it and then they stop because you suddenly have a giant spiritual awakening. I'm not the doer. All doing has ceased. No, there's never been a doer. <laughs> That's the beauty of the message. The beauty of the message, it's already complete. It's already the solution. It's already the fact. Yeah? It's not like it needs you 
to make it appear to be true. It's true. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. Oh, that's why non-duality for me is very disarming. It's not calling you to arms. You've been at all these spiritual wars already. You've got your medals and you sat, you know, did the Goenka and you did this and you did that, all these great things. This isn't another call to arms. This is just like, hey, if you hear this, you know, If you hear this, you'll be the hearing of it, not the hearer of it. You'll be the hearing of it, but not the hearer of it, yeah? This is about verbs in their rightful position, and then an interpretation or a narrative that makes up nouns, instead of nouns being the starting point, and then verbs as something we do or don't do. It's completely the other way. The horse is a verb. The cart is a noun. Yeah? The cart is not carting. It needs a horse to pull it. Yes? And it's all an emphasis. There's the horse and there's the cart. The emphasis of where, where we're looking from is what pictures the cart in front of the horse. Yes? When that emphasis shifts, not by you doing anything, but by something occurring, then you're sitting there, and now where you used to see the cart, you see the horse. And when you see the horse there, it says it's always been there. Yes? When you see the cart there, it doesn't say it's always been there. It has to reinforce that constantly. But when you see the horse there, it says it's always been that way. Yeah? Now you're on to something. Now, instead of being at the dinner table facing the other way, you're now facing and can see the plate right in front of you. <laughs> yeah? You're at the dinner table, but if you're facing the other way, looking at the kitchen door, waiting for the meal to come, you're missing the food. Yeah? You don't need to get a, you don't need another dinner. Just turn around, which you can't do. The emphasis, instead of looking this way, will look this way and everything becomes clear. Yes? Everything becomes clear. Everything that's necessary for today to be clear will be clear. Yeah? I smell the food. Why can't I get it? You just look in the wrong way. What's causing that looking? Selfing, yeah? It says we're looking from a thing, yeah? See, if no thing is looking, and the narrative is that what's looking is a thing, that's pretty extreme, yes? Where is that going to meet? Now it's no thing is looking at a thing saying it's the looker. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. 
You can hear the chime vibrating there. Wow. Yeah. Anyone, Mike, anybody? Well, by chat, we're having a little discussion about whether there's free won't or free was. Robert, Robert French started it. <laughs> well, the, 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 what supports the idea of free will is free was, of course. Right. Oh, James J has his hand up. Hi, James. Hi, Paul. Hey. Um, okay, so, you know, there's only, there's, there's no hearer. So if there's, if there's, wait, if there's speaking, doesn't, doesn't like at least God or this big awareness that's everything, doesn't that have to hear or see? Remember, James, every time we project out a question about an understanding, it's coming from a programmed understanding. Yeah. That's more important than ask, answering the, quest, the programming's question, but to point out that the question is already framed from the misunderstanding. Yes. Just like I'll use the example with Ramana when he had this talk with the free will and predestination. And after he said that thing about as long as there's a sense of individuality, there'll be a sense of free will. And he says the only real value these questions have is to see who's asking them. Yeah. All the questions about free will and predetermination. The only value they have is to use them to look at who's having those questions. Yeah, that's the value. The value is to realize every every inquiry that comes from this set foundation, this programming is in and of the programming. Yes, that is a much wiser pointing out than answering a question. Yeah, so when we believe when we think about awareness in God, it's framed as us, in a sense. We can only come to an understanding through a comparison in this mental dualisticness, yes? That's important to see. Not the specific answers and questions, but the fundamental uh, interpretation of that which is seeking an answer, yes? Every question is shaped like a keyhole and it can't understand the oh, the gateless gate. Yes. It feels like there's something needed to open something up. It isn't. There isn't. So it's always good to fall upon the, the, the format of how we try to grok and understand things is severely limited. It's sort of like when that incredible, huge, high-level camera is looking through that cardboard box camera with the plastic lens, its hugeness is now defined by the plastic box, you know, the cardboard box plastic lens camera. 
the hugeness of it is now being filtered through the cardboard plastic lens. That's what needs to be pointed out. Yes, you're not going to find what you are by what it's looking through, only by the negation of that. That's why it works. You negate the idea that you're the brownie or whatever, the cardboard camera. You negate it. You don't deny it. Deny it is not it. That's a mental activity that when the mental state is confronted with something that feels so real, it wants to deny it. This is not about feeling real. It's about seeing something as unreal. It's a negation. Yeah. That mental logic can't, cannot leave a verb alone. It has to find some noun. It's either you, me, God, awareness, whatever. Something has to be doing it. That's only because we can only speak and understand in that box. It's much more important to see you're not the box than to try to quench its fucking mental thirst with uh, answers and stuff. It is. Let the thing fucking starve. I can't get it. I can't. It's over my pay scale. That's why it's very clear from the get-go that which we are or that which is is indescribable, incomprehensible. Doesn't mean it's incomprehensible, but incomprehensible to us. Yes, to us. From, from the brownie camera, from that cardboard thing, we can't picture it. We can picture it a galore, but we can't capture it, yes? And then we get stuck with those pictures and those concepts of it lead to a blindness about it. Yeah. This is fundamental. We have it in recovery. There's a very important place you arrive at, which is why are you in so much fear today? And he doesn't let you answer, which is good. And he says, isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? So he's giving you a very clear diagnosis of what he believes is cause and effect. He believes self-reliance is cause and fear is an effect from self-reliance. Very rarely have I heard that before, yeah? Usually it's fear is the cause of all these effects and we want to get out of fear. But what's the cause of fear from the view of recovery? It's self-reliance. Now, what, how, how far could reliance go? To me, identifying as self is the highest form of reliance. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm relying so much on Stanley. I think I'm Stanley. That's pretty that's like out of the horror movies where the woman gets obsessed with a starlet, then tries to look like her and gets plastic surgery, kills her ex-boyfriends, does everything. I mean, it goes extreme. I mean, <laughs> so the mental state 
without being addressed is in the act of being identified as self. Yeah? You're not going to stop that as the mental activity. What's going to happen is you're going to see the thing that is the center of that whole system may not be you. And then there's going to be a migration of interest from the selfing to out. I would just, I wouldn't want to ruin it for you. I want you to find out where, when the interest and attention leaves the selfing, where does it go in your life? I want you to enjoy that and find out about and share it at these meetings. Yeah. But there'll be a migration. Yeah. There'll be a loss of interest in it because you see it as not you. Finally. And then what happens? Find out. But all the while, trying to find it not being us can reinforce it a lot. This is the dilemma with everything. And non-duality isn't immune to it. People now want to become a non-self as a self. They want to, they're walking around calling themselves non-dualists. It's <laughs> what the fuck? There's no people. How can you be a non-person? <laughs> it's like when people talk about, they want to go right to the topic of reincarnation. They never want to question, is there incarnation? You know, that's just a given. Oh, let's just, it's a slick little move. Let's get absorbed in reincarnation. Is there incarnation? Is there anyone that has incarnated? Wouldn't that cut off the whole <laughs> second topic of reincarnation? It's like people in AA, they would tell me, uh, so-and-so got divorced. And I said, I didn't even know they were married. <laughs> I mean, I could care less if they got divorced. I didn't know they were married. Yeah. See, not knowing they were married cut off the whole interest in <laughs> if they're divorced. <laughs> this is the whole message in a way. Paul, as, as you were talking, it seemed as if like uh, part of me was like, you know, in a science fiction movie, like part of me was dissolving. And it was like, that was weird. It's like I, uh, I didn't have a reference point. And, yes. And I, right. and I wanted to get back into it this reference point, like, how, how could I, how could I exist without the reference point? I mean, how can I exist if I'm starting to dissolve, you know, like, what? Yeah, but remember, oh, that's the head talking about the head. Right. There's none, none of James was in there. <laughs> Nothing. James was the space that was allowing it all, seeing it and everything. James never jumped in that pool. No, never. Yeah, this is we capture that with the skin and the snake story. Yeah, the skin's, you know, the skin's whole story is that it's the snake. Yes. And then there's that time of year where the snake molts its skin. It doesn't do it. I'm going to choose to molt my skin. The skin falls off the scales. And then the snake travels a lot later and it attracts female snakes. Now, the skin having the story that it's the whole snake is super flipped out when the skin starts is going to start falling off because there goes this whole story. <laughs> so but it the tells whole, but the whole thing's a story. 
Yes, yeah, so it tells it it has a megaphone and it jacks right into the snake brain and tells the snake, buy a lot of moisturizer. Stay away from that rock. Don't go in the sun. <laughs> it wants to put off the molting as long as it can, even though for the snake it's gonna be a big upgrade. Yes? So that which is afraid of disappearing is something that's truly never appeared. <laughs> and the and the whole the whole sense of Maybe I'm becoming light enlightened. That's a story too, right? Yes, yes. It just wants to yap. Don't worry about <laughs> it. You know, it's sort of like uh, <laughs> let's say the plane's going down and it's dropping like two thousand feet, like every ten seconds, and the head's going. I wonder how my Hawaii vacation is going to go. <laughs> It has no idea what's happening. <laughs> fucking yapping and yapping. It's like, hook. it just wants to grab some interest and attention, really. <laughs> yeah, it does. That's its life preserver. It, it will die without relevance. Yes, it will. It will die without relevance. It won't because it never lived. But that's its fear, truly. Yes? So either... It's got to join you on the spiritual journey or it's going to block you off from the sunlight of the spirit. It seems to exert like it has a lot of power either way. It's all of our power, yes? Its light is like the thing with, I think it was Plato, with the people looking at the shadows on the wall thinking that was the reality, yes? This is like the head does. The head lives off of light from us, yes? Like reflected light. Yeah. That light can be reflected back to presence. Yes, it can. You can't do it. But if you lose interest in that little shot of like a Narcissus Pond, you know, that little, uh, you know, screen of imaging of Paul all day, if that stops reflecting, you know, and then goes back to the sun, that's uh, power, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Nice to see you, James. Yeah. Yeah. Hope to see you in LA soon. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Who knows? I could be in LA right now. No idea. <laughs> there was never <laughs> any LA. Come on. I want to go to the Sun Cafe if I'm in LA. They have incredible uh, coffee shakes. Recommend them highly. Ventura Boulevard. All right, anyone else? Maria, how are you, honey, there? You've got three squares. Hey, so Paul, Matthew, Matthew here. Next. I get the loss. Right in a row, too. Yeah, right. I get the uh, loss of interest because all my little tr religious relics and Buddhas and beads, they don't resonate with me anymore at all. I'm sort of put them away and I'm, curious uh what you're you talk about consciousness is dreaming so i talked to you earlier about like the tree as a appearance within consciousness consciousness being and appearing as a tree and i'm consciousness being appearing as matthew as this action figure and you mentioned that that it that we're dreaming that consciousness is dreaming 
that I, I didn't understand the dreaming concept. Well, dreaming is, uh, does the tree appear or does the, uh, does the, the tree appear to us? Because the us overrides the tree, yes? You're going to give meaning to the tree. And then let's say if Jacob is looking at it, it's going to give meaning to the tree. So basically the tree is meaningless in a way. We give it all the meaning it has. So I would say that's at least in the vicinity of the source of dreaming, yes? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. A tree is never like, you know, reached down with a branch and said, hey, I'm an oak, you know? Yeah. I'm a, I wanted to be a cypress my whole life, but I'm stuck with an oak, you know? No, I feel we're dreaming. Not we as a Daniel or a Paul, but as mind, yeah? And that everything here is an appearance, tell you the truth. Yeah? Yeah. Remember when they say in Buddhism, emptiness is form and form is emptiness, yes? Yeah. Emptiness is, there's no thing in there. So basically, because nothing has a meaning, every, a meaning can be given to it, yes? Mm -hmm. so we are the dreaming of it, yeah? We're dreaming now. So I don't think there's a tree, there's an, uh, an appearance of a tree, yeah? So Until we I run like into it with a car, then I really think there was a tree. <laughs> the universal mind is always dreaming, Paul. It never wakes up. It just is dreaming. Well, it's not one or the other. It can be completely awake and dreaming also. <laughs> it's not like a, I think it can be a multitasker. <laughs> I can, I'm everything. I can only do one thing at a time. No. <laughs> I'd imagine it can, uh, whatever. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. Go yeah. on, Paul. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea what's going on. I don't. I have no idea. I have no interest in it, really. I, I'm in, in, I am interested in uh, no, I'm not even interested in that. So <laughs> I checked out. I don't see anything on my interest board. <laughs> I thought there was one thing left, but it was I just looked. There's nothing there. <laughs> Yes. Oh, we have uh, Tim. Tim R. You've got Andrew and Andy. And Andrew and Andy. Yeah, Andrew and Andy, and then Tim. Andrew and Andy. Which Tim, Which one wants to go first? All right, Andy and Andrew and Andy. How are you? Uh, go ahead and unmute. All right. Cool. Perfect. Can you hear me? Yes. All right, cool. So, uh, yeah, I just had a question. Like, 
the flip flop that goes in, on in our head, like the back and forth, like the involuntary thoughts, and then the one that's catching the thoughts. I'm just trying to understand it because we're so used to living in the uh, on the side where it's like you're catching your thoughts, or you know, this side is the side that you know where you're at peace at. You know, and like you got the involuntary thoughts, and you got the side where you're like in peace. I'm just trying to understand how to negate that and how to see past it. Well, you know, you don't negate that. You just negate the one that thinks it's having the peace and having the whatever, the involuntary thoughts. Yeah, it's like as I'm like even watching this video this whole time, like I could be thinking of I could be watching you concentrating on what we're talking about. Then you'll have some thoughts come in and then you'll you'll catch it and then you'll refocus back on you know the video it's like that it's like i'm trying to figure out like you know the negation process as far as like negating what's happening in the market. it's not really a process though bro we're trying to uh the negation is basically not what's seen but the seer of it yeah the idea that arises quickly after the seeing that there's you andy as the seer yeah that's really what's negated. The everything else just goes on as it goes on, yeah? Comes and goes. But the story of Paul or Andy keeps staying, yes? So we're just looking at that one particular point that comes after the seeing, which is the feeling or the sense of being the seer. Yeah? Well, that comes after the thinking and that sense of being the thinker which actually is presupposed to be before the thinking, yes? Just to look there, very simple target. Uh, I'm not negating involuntary thoughts. I'm just in negating the idea of being the thinker of them, yes? Okay, I see. Yeah? So, yeah, so the, in a way, if you could look at it, it would be leaving B the ING and maybe looking at the ER, you know? So seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, thinking, smelling, all this is going on. The, the idea of being the seer, the hearer, the feeler, the taster, and the thinker. Now there's a, some, there's a story, yes? Okay. Yeah. yeah, because the thinker actually, see, when you feel, when a thought is noticed, and then there's the claiming of the thought, and yeah. it implies the thinker, the thinker also has a sense of being historical, yes? So you believe that this isn't the first thought you ever thought, yeah? You've been, you've been the thinker of thousands of thoughts, yes. yes? So this whole, the whole magic trick has time in it quite a lot, yeah? So when you feel like when you go up to bite the, uh, when the consciousness moves up to the surface to bite the bait of the mental state, you know, you're a loser, you're never going to get what you want. When that, when that bite occurs, then there's an imagining of a fish, and then that fish feels historical. Like, I've been a fish, yes? This is a magic trick, mental magic trick going on. It uses time, and it does it, and what it, what it produces after something is implied to be before something. That's an amazing move. Yeah? So there's, there's a, there is thinking without a thinker, but there is no thinker without thinking. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah I, just, just about a clarity 
of really about what comes first and what comes later, because we're living in a completely ass backward interpretation, a lot of us, yeah? We think we're, that's why, you know, the, the strongest sense of the action figure, the mental state is the sense of being the doer, yes? Very strong. So the doer, so doing happens. And then there's the idea of being the doer. And it's not even that. It doesn't even leave it at that, that, oh, I did this. It says you should have done something else. It like riffs off of the, you know what I mean? The idea. It goes like eight different ways and bites in the ass, bites you here. It's just incredible. <laughs> it's just like, wait a minute. I thought I was a doer, but now you're telling me I should have done something that I didn't. Wait a minute. So... There was even in non-doing, I'm fucked up. <laughs> I should have done something. I mean, you can't win. <laughs> this is the point. You can't win. The understanding is going to bring you what you think the understanding is going to bring you. It's not going to bring you freedom from it. It isn't. It's going to be another attempt to be free as it, because we're using its mechanisms to try to garner some freedom, understanding, getting it. No, this is the point. It's totally futile. You can't get this because you are it. Yeah. Okay. Every, every, every gauge that we have first has to be pointed. You've lost it already. As soon as you try to pick up the presence, <laughs> that's something else. Yes. That's the beauty of this message. So. This is great because you're wanting to understand it is going to fail you and you're going to see through understanding. Yeah. And you're, you're going to realize I don't need the stare of understanding to arrive at where I, where I already am. Yes. And then all these requirements will be dropped. And here you are. Yes. Yes. Uh. I've been through it all, man. I just, uh, Sitting at satsang, I had a lot of rude awakenings. Like, I'm never going to get this fucking thing. <laughs> My attempt to try to figure it out is making it more obscure. I mean, I can't keep my dirty fingers off of anything. So what am I going to do? And then the system sort of collapsed on itself. Hallelujah. Yeah. And then when it collapsed for that momentary collapse, something was there. That's always there. But I noticed it when that other shit stopped. Yeah. If I keep feeding that other shit, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. If I if something has a desire or a, or a program to grab, if I keep offering it shit, it's going to keep grabbing. Yes. This is what non-duality does. It, it takes the emperor without its clothes on. So the grabbing doesn't get anything. Yeah. You're, now you're grabbing and not getting anything. And then a message hits you. Yeah. That doesn't hit you if you keep getting something. Yeah. You realize it. Fucking the message is I'm not going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> so how valuable is this mechanism? And maybe it's not even mine. Hallelujah. Yes. There you go. Yeah. yeah it's that never ending cycle when you're like, you know, trying to get somewhere spiritually and then you go out and someone yells at you and you have like 
you know, a, an attack and, you know, hey, you know, you yell back at him, you feel like, oh, I'm not there yet. You know what I mean? I haven't reached the peak. I haven't That's reached right. the point. I haven't reached the point where like this is nothing's affecting me. Like you never feel like you get there. That's right. Because that's all that's all magical thinking. Yeah. This whole thing is you're 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 an interface with effects, <laughs> impressions, expressions. What do you think you are? Yeah. Someone puts their hand on you, you lift it up, you can see the mark of the hand for a while. Yes. <laughs> that's, but I'm going to live as if I don't, I'm not an effect of anything. All you are as an action figure is an effect. <laughs> and then, of course, it has it set up. Well, what shows that I'm disqualified? Well, if I yell at somebody, you're disqualified. <laughs> you can't be spirit because spirit doesn't yell at people. <laughs> I know. Exactly what about right. Jesus in the temple when he seemed to be really pissed off at everybody, throwing the moneylenders out of the temple? He was screaming to high heaven. Oh, he was he had a moment of not being Jesus. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> I'm sure Buddha got pissed off occasionally. <laughs> I'm sure he did. So, so the activity inevitably it kind of decreases as you realize you're not going to get out of it. Yes, it, it, it has a tendency to decrease by itself just because you realize that there's no getting out of it. Exactly, right. because the getting out of it is the biggest form of being in it. <laughs> right. I swear to God, the biggest form of being in this whole thing is wanting to get out of it. It's spawned yeah. so many businesses and fucking lifetimes of searching and shit oh yeah yeah just give up i mean i've been trying to get out of here since i was six <laughs> seriously i mean it dawned on me i was never getting out and so i found by losing complete interest in getting out i wasn't actually in <laughs> i was I was just assuming I was in, and that made this huge meaning to get out so important. But the uh -huh. assumption was wrong. Yeah, yeah. We have a thing we did. I don't want to go through the whole point, but it was like supposedly like a huge awakening. And I realized uh, I could never get back. I could never get back like I had separated from the Godhead. And then a lot of the people that were into spirituality thought this was an incredible moment. Then a couple of weeks later, I realized I could never get back because I never left. <laughs> I never did anything to separate me from wholeness or anything like that. I don't have that use. <laughs> so the whole point is, this isn't about getting out. It's about are you in, really? Yeah. All right, awesome. It's in, but is that you? It's not. Hallelujah. Yeah. I see you, Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Nice to see both you, Andy and Andrew. I had a question. Yep. What is the relationship between selfing and verbing? Selfing and what? Verbing. Verbing. Oh, verbing. Well, selfing is verbing. Okay. okay. Yeah, selfing is. The way I use it to to mean is 
the mental processes are in the act of being identified as self. Yeah, that, that's a whole verb. It's not like the act of being identified as a noun called self. The act of being identified as self is a verb. It's selfing. In other words, there's no self to be identified with. It's just an act of being identified as a self. Yes? Right, right. There's no self to be identified with. So this is a verbing. But this verbing delivers a noun, a feeling of a noun. Yes? Yeah. Yes. So it's selfing. We use the term self a lot because of recovery, really. Because in, in recovery, we use self as the, uh, the source of irritability, restlessness, discontent, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. but it's truly, I, I, I use, I like the terminology selfing a lot more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when you talk about the three square, right? Uh, do you mean the, the three square? square yeah uh you know that you always talk about in some video about three square or one two and three you know, three step do you three mean like, yeah do you mean like see seer and and seeing something like that you know uh you mean you, talk... the seer, you mean the, the the seeing the seer and the scene yeah, right yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's what you yeah. mean by that's what you mean yeah. by three square Yes. So there's the seeing and the mental state interprets the seeing and implies a seer and a scene. So right. seer would represent the subject and the scene would be representing the object. Yes. Okay. Okay. So here, so now all day there's a lot of seeing. And so there'll be a lot of different scenes. Yeah. There'll be a lot of different objects, but there'll be the one reinforced subject all day, which is the seer. Uh, yeah. Okay. But, the bonding but, of self, yes. But yes. You, you, you talk also about like zero, one, two, and three, right? Meaning zero EDC, the, the dreaming, right? God. Yeah. And uh, one would be like, they say the C. The two will be the seer, and the three will be the thing. Is that how you put it? It can go that way, yes. But the thing is, all there is is seeing. Yeah, all there yeah. is is that. But the mental state claims it to imply our seer and scene. And obviously, the emphasis is on the seer because the scenes, scenes are interchangeable. But there'll be only one seer, you. Yeah rest of your life but you right. have you will have seen tons of different things yes right so this is how it reinforces the story so this is what you feel when you have a sense of self you have a sense of all the claiming of all that has been seen yeah right. as the seer so this is the weight it throws around it's imaginary but it makes it up in time yeah its whole point has to be historical. If you were, if you saw the act of becoming self, you would probably lose interest in it. But because you, when it works, it has you believing that you already are one. Then basically, the only avenue to look down is to get out of it, <laughs> and that's the bigger form of being in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. 
Yes, yeah, this is the this is the trip. You you're wanting to get out is the is the in. It's a trap. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's no way you're gonna get out <laughs> yeah. while reinforcing the in. It just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Maybe he meant the unholy trinity too. Like you refer to the the assumed one that's pretending it's believing in oneness is actually making a third. Yes. Yes. There's all I like. Uh, I try to whatever comes up, you know. But I, you've been listening, which is good. <laughs> yeah, you've been listening to every video you got. Oh yeah. Every one. <laughs> we watch them all the time when we can. I can too. All the old videos too. They're great. You gave a lot of good examples. That's what we like. Yeah. So it helps Thank you. See you. It. Well, I'm yeah. so happy to meet you guys, and I hear another voice in there. Yeah, yeah my mom's there. My mom. Oh, your mom is here too. Hi, <laughs> I introduced my husband to you. Yeah, she actually found and you. Now he, he's ahead of me. Yeah, now he's He's got me. Yeah. And then there's yeah. Andy. So Andy is the young man. No, Andy's my dad. So I'm. Oh, Andy is the very good-looking guy. Yes. Andy is the young guy, and then the beautiful <laughs> wife is a mother and a wife. Yeah, Maria. Yeah. yeah. Maria, yes. thank you so much. Um, oh, I hope we, are, you we appreciate your message very much. Very, very much. You're really great. All right. Thanks. Well, thank you very much. Made, you made my night here. Yeah. <laughs> we're on the East Coast, so we're ahead of you in time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See you. Yes. All right. Thank you. Thanks for including your home. You ready thank for you. Tim? Yes. Did I, what I, I, do I hit the uh, unmute? Did I do that right? Yes. Okay. Hi, Paul. Hi, everybody. Um, you know, uh, uh, this is my first Zoom meeting participation ever. I mean, I, I, and I'm, I'm, uh, I've been to AA a long time, and uh, I, just, I just could not get involved with the, uh, uh, the Zoom. I don't know why. But um, this message, uh, like I said, I've been around this since about 2014. Somebody turned me on you because... They talked about the alloy you had going of a uh, non-duality, and uh, which I wasn't really familiar with what that was, and and uh, AA and, and uh, the program. And when I listened to you, uh, it hit. You know, I because a lot of the stuff you referenced uh, made sense to me, except for the non-duality part. That that yeah. part just I was like, what? You know, and, <laughs> and uh, uh, I got it. You know, I mean, you know, you spoke of the. Uh, uh, and I'm sorry for anybody else that's not around the program, but from my experience, most of my stuff's going to come out of that. Uh, uh, the blackout that 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 somebody I thought I was being missed when I was in a blackout, yeah. and it amazed me to find out that somebody some other something else was there. There was another yeah. character there, uh, and my character wasn't a, a very safe guy. He was getting arrested one time. I had I had uh, um, mug shots. Uh, of the arrest uh, that I had got uh, gotten arrested and I apparently had bailed myself out and it was a day or so later. Um, so I had pictures to prove that this other personality was there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but uh, uh, learning that this, this message for me is, is um, it, it, it exposes the mentality. It ex exposes the, the mental state uh, and, and, and the claiming. I didn't understand it, uh, uh, but it, I, I was, I was taught, I was, some other some other information told me talked to me about a loop that i was in a loop 
that, you know, that, uh, uh, that Tim, you're doing the same thing pretty much every day. You know, you go through this and, uh, you know, how many times do you open a door? How many times do you hang a left turn? How many? And I realized after I watched that for a while, that that, that was the absolute truth, <laughs> that I was actually in a loop. And you spoke of it as um, the baseball player in the mitt. Uh, so when, when, I, when I first heard your message, the AA stuff came through. What resonated with me was the non-duality stuff. That's, that's the stuff that makes me feel comfortable. The glove. Um, when you spoke of the glove, of somebody wearing a glove all the time. And then everything they touched was through the glove. And then, yeah. to, remove, then to remove the glove. Uh, you then removed the glove, and then the touching was was very unfamiliar, and and that was exactly that's exactly was my experience. I I went to uh, uh, I kept getting trying to trying to get the program of Alcoholics Anonymous as the alcoholic, you know, and the alcoholic got very bored with it after a while, you know, very quickly sometimes. Yeah, uh, and, and and it wasn't now. I didn't know that at the time that it was uh, uh, it was the uh, the information you were giving. I, I've, I've now been exposed to both sides and, and uh, uh, this resonates with me. This is, this is a message that you're continually bringing on the same thing. As I listened to you and as I said from 2014, at one point I was like, ah, I, you know, this guy keeps saying the same thing over and over. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, I get it, you know. It's hard I, to I, do. I, uh, <laughs> and so, but as, but as I understand it, that 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 that, re, that repeating of the message, that bold move to keep repeating that message like that, uh, yes. uh, has 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 certainly stuck with me. And uh, you used some terminology, the free ranged alcoholic, right? Uh, yeah. uh, which which was I, I was like living that life, but and I didn't have a name for it until you said it. And uh, uh, permanent radical sobriety is is, uh, is another term that that. Uh, that that I lived, I, I I'm living that, you know, and, and uh, so I, I'm really glad to have to to be able to say thank you, first of all, and um, and to be a part of a situation where where there's a dialogue going on and actually be able to uh, to visit. Now I'm in the Midwest, so for me it's after it's like 10:30, so it's rather late for me because this doesn't start till like nine here. Uh, but it, it is my goal to try to participate in this a little bit more. If I can, uh, where it's not. Well, we also have one on Saturday that yes. starts at one Pacific, so that will be three. You can probably attend that before you nap and something. Yeah, before you know, I mean, at my age now, you know, <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? What are you doing tonight? I'm going to act my age. I'm going to go to bed. Like that. I'm going to act my age. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, thank you, Paul. I mean, and your your constant, uh, uh, not your constant, but your your relevant uh, display of, of what this, this terminology, uh, how it applies and the consistency of it allows it to happen for me, like with the, the sheep. You know, I, I realize that, that uh, this mentality, this framing is, is rapid, man. It's quick. It's, it's yeah. the camera. It's the camera that views, the Mighty Python, the Mighty Python thing where they're, they're filming in the, in the jungle, right? Yes. And then they back off. There's a camera. They back yes. off again. There's another camera. That's how fast it's coming. Every time I back off, there's another camera. You know, That's right. It says it's, it says it's happening to me. You know, and, and so there's there's no idle time. There's no idle time with it. But uh, but thank you, thank you, and I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Tim. Very nice, yeah. Tim and Andrew and Andy and Maria. Very nice. Thank you. You made my night. What time is it, Mike? There. Uh, 
What time was? What does that mean? Eight <laughs> fifteen. When did it start here? Eight <laughs> fifteen, right? Nine ten. 11. Oh, it's eight fifteen. All right, that's good. <laughs> Anyone else? No, that was it. Thanks, Tim. Oh, that's it. Oh, fantastic. Okay, we'll. we'll see. I think this is a nice note to end, eh? I'm very happy to meet Andrew and Andy, Ray and Tim. Very Thank nice. You. Thank you. We'll be back for sure. It's great. Yeah. And uh, let me say hello to Kerry in Hawaii. Nice to see you, Kerry. Kathleen, confused and loving it. There you go. Not bad. Robert French, he's the uh, he's the resident Kiwi. Yes. There will be no usurpers. Yeah, we got uh, Andrew and Andy and Marie, right, Maria? Yeah, yeah she she stepped out for a second. Say it, say it. <laughs> Thank, yeah, we got Stephanie and David. Nice to see them down in uh, down under. Stewart down under. You feeling better, Stewart? Yeah, yeah, good. We got Tim. Thank you for that chair. We got Tyler. There he is. Thank Mike, nice to see Mike Clifford from Chiang Mai. Always a pleasure to see Clifford. Yeah, I knew my favorite. Yes, I love that word. Alex, oh Alex and Jacob, there they are. They they came over today. We went swimming in a great swimming hole. Oh great, fantastic, yeah, fantastic. Dono, not packing up for the next Vipassana retreat. That's good. We got Gail. Always oh, nice to I'm see Gail. I'm in on my pink cloud. Here you are, honey. <laughs> I'm not stalking you. I floated in on my pink cloud. Oh, no, no. You're going to get all your mail at the pink cloud. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. If someone tries to offer you a ladder, don't take the ladder. Okay. It's not going to bring you up. It's going to go down. Stay on the big cloud. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Elliot. Oh, I had a pleasure to meet Elliot. There he is. Nice to see you. All right, Elliot? Yeah? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Thanks, Paul. We got uh, John W. He's in uh, the tundra of Australia. Yes. They have some wicked, wicked cold winters, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we got Bill Churchman. There he is. Wow. Uh, Craig May, another Aussian. I got to go to Oz. Hey, we got to go there sooner or later. Yeah. Go to Melbourne again. Uh, we got Rabe. Is it, am I saying the name right, Robe? Rebe. Rebe. Nice to meet you, Rebe. You too, Paul. We got Matthew. Oh, yeah, Matthew. There he is. Oh. Thank we you, Paul. Me. Thank you, Paul. Thank hopefully, you. Hopefully, I'll see you on Saturday. See you Saturday. David B. There he is. We've got, we saw Alex and these folks. We got Alan, Alan Olson. We got Angie. There she is, cracking a smile like always. 
There she goes. We got Tej. Tej? Yeah. If if I have someone who really wants to save time, I send them to Tej. <laughs> he, can, he can set them straight. By the way, so, Paul, you know, when you mentioned Kundalini, I just wanted to share that what you said was so true, because in my case, that's what happened. And I wanted to get rid of it as fast as I could. And that's <laughs> what led me to the spiritual search. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to mess around with energy. No. No. Susanna W. Yeah. <clears throat> we got, uh, who is this here? Krushink? I can't see this. Kushik, I think. Well, whatever. Hello. We got a Kaushik. Kaushik. Nice to meet you, Kaushik. We got Lucas. We got Mia, Susan, my latte lady, phone numbers. Uh, what a nice group. Thank you for uh, putting up with me, and it's fantastic. 